Welcome to Peas on the Pod. Hello. <laughs> Hi. On this windy evening, yeah. storm Sierra outside. Yep, Sierra is, she's, she's really, <laughs> she's really doing something. going into like. I know. It's pretty wild. I'm pretty sure I've lost my bins. Put me too. I had to tell my mum, she's like, throw away stuff in the bin. I was like, it's going to end we up on the floor. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> have bins. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I already had neighbours stealing my bins, which is pissing me off, and now the wind has, has just done the job for them, so, like, I mean, awesome. Why are they stealing your bins? Because they're crazy in this neighbourhood, <laughs> as we've established. It's true. We have the drunk priest and the neighbours that steal bins. Yeah. And if they're not stealing them, they're dumping their rubbish in them. I'm like, why am I always finding nappies in this bin? Where are they coming from? I don't get it. Nappies and Lambrini bottles. Always in my bin. <laughs> That's parenting. That's good parenting. <laughs> Getting drunk from Lambrini puzzles so and worried. changing like, What is going on? <laughs> okay, so you guys requested a proper intro and just to get a better understanding of why we decided to do a podcast. So my name is Grace and you can follow me on Twitter on at Gracie underscore says and Gracie's with a two eyes. And I'm Lola. Um, you can find me on Twitter um, Lola underscore Nuga. That's N triple O G A. I've made it that way so that people can't find me. N U G A is well, I'll put my name out there now. But yeah, that's way too easy to find. Triple O is a bit more, a bit more stealthy. So yeah, um, and yeah, we just started this podcast. I mean, I kind of thought of doing one a while ago just to get my thoughts out there because I'm always talking to myself or thinking to myself. And I thought maybe I should share this instead of just sitting in the room like doing this and um and then I spoke to Grace about maybe having an episode with her on and then I think at some point we said let's just do it together yeah so no I completely agree with um Lola like we used to go to the gym together she was like my inspiration because her body is so good and so nice Little, um, little stan over here and um yeah we used to have like the most amazing conversations in her car where even when we would have like opposing views it was it just felt like it flowed and we would listen to each other and anyone who knows me i i really struggle with listening to people with opposing <laughs> views but lola's probably the one of the only people that for some reason i listen oh. so, and i always take on what she says on board and i just i it's like we have like a yin and yang yeah so then when Lola suggested this idea of like um doing a podcast together I was just like I was really grateful that she asked me actually because I was like oh my god I'd love to be part of your project and then yeah it took a long time it, it took, took, almost, it took a like year. a year to oh, do yeah. it yeah it took a year and even <laughs> we released our first pod like last week and it was so nerve-wracking but it, I think it's nice to have to do it with somebody so I can like I literally, like, I literally send voice notes to Lola at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning <laughs> with just my daily rambling, just being like, this is in my head, I need to get it out, can you listen to me? So it's nice to, to have the person I share all of my worries about society to be able to talk yeah. and have a sex time of a week to just come and talk it about It's really nice. And I guess some people may say, oh, everyone has conversations with their friends, but I don't really find, I don't think everyone has really good conversations, I don't think you yeah. have everyone. So it's nice that I have Grace for that. It's really, it's really, really special to me. Yeah, it's nice. And also we have a Twitter page and we also have an Instagram page. So if you want to follow the conversation, do a hashtag, you know, get our self on the timeline. Positive, <laughs> positive stuff only. No negative. Follow us on peas on the pod underscore on Twitter and on Facebook. You can listen on Anchor FM, Spotify. We've got a SoundCloud and we're working on Apple. So we're going to try and get a way for everyone to listen to us. 
Mm-hmm. So welcome. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, so I think like um obviously you guys love the introduction, but we're gonna have uh, a mixture of silly topics or stuff about sex and because <laughs> <laughs> we're human do you know what I mean like we like sex <laughs> so and then we have some good topics we've got some we've got some good things in mind in terms of sex <laughs> but um we just wanted to like focus today on just more about us being like black and being part of you know, the ethnic minority. I literally say this in inverted commas because I think it's a whole lot of crap if I'm perfectly Ooh, honest. Hello. So, <laughs> which I'll explain later. So, obviously, like maybe let's start off like when you hear the term BAME, it's BAME, it's BAME, it's not BAM. I've been calling it BAM. BAM. It's like BAM and GIF and JIF and meme and meme. Yeah. We all know what you're saying. It's fine. I've been, but I've been in interviews do you know what I mean like it's quite bam literally like I'm part of bam and I, I want to work it. with bam and they're like yeah bam <laughs> I'm thinking maybe that might be why I haven't got some jobs because I'm just saying bam <laughs> can you imagine with my whole chest That's I don't think I understand with my whole so chest weird. sometimes you just grow up thinking things are pronounced a certain way and then you don't realise until you hear someone else saying you're like shit I've been saying this wrong my whole life do you remember when you said that you used to call living room palo Homely, it makes you think of like a nice, typical British Nigerian living room. Exactly, Palo. Palo. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but it makes sense if you've been saying it. Do you know what? Say it, say it with your chest. Say it how you want to say it. We need to bring back Palo. Exactly. I feel, I feel like, but I feel like if you lived in Nigeria, the house looks like a Palo. A Palo. How does? I feel like it doesn't sound the same about Nigerian accent. Palo. Palo. Is that I say right? Palo. It looks like a palo. Whereas, like in the UK with our small ass houses, it is a literally a, li- a sitting room. It's true. You can't call this a palo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, what does BAME, BAME, not BAM, what does BAME, BAME mean to you? Well, as I know it, I, I, it means black and every other minority. So, Indian, well, Asian. Yeah, black and Asian mostly, to be honest. Yeah. Just non-white. Yes. In, in the UK, which is mostly black and Asian. Yeah, because same with me. So I think, like, BAME to me, I guess the meaning, like, if you just look at face value, means black and ethnic minority. Mm-hmm. But then, to me, like, in terms of how I think it reflects my experiences, it just means everybody that's non-white. Yeah. And... It's interesting when you think of minorities because then you have like East Asian and different mm-hmm. South Asian all plonked into one term yeah. and apparently we're meant to have all the same experiences. <laughs> and then like experiences based on what? Being non-white. Yeah. <laughs> like being the contrast of white. Yeah. And yeah, I, I used to like the term years ago but as I've become older I I hate the term why did you like it before because I think I think because of the way that it was like advertised it was whenever you think of BAME or whatever it's all about initiatives to increase um more representation from a certain minority so the way Mm. it's been advertised is like which we want to do better we want to do more but then the way I think about it now is actually if you have a term that just kind of puts everyone together 
actually you don't want to learn more about people's individual ethnicities mm-hmm. because you just see them as one whole non-white My, existence yeah. yeah and it's like actually even when you break down the term black there's black african black caribbean mm-hmm. there's black um like other types of nationalities yeah. and within you have you put black people all together was one term and you kind of dismiss everyone's experiences yeah. and that's when i started to kind of not to like it a bit more because you just it just felt like other it's got to point yeah. where i just feel like we are other because Whatever. we're not white and why is it called black and like why is black the like like the the main minority ethnic group like why have they done that i don't think we're the biggest ethnic group in the uk i don't think so i honestly don't know I feel like that's something to research. Like, I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I need to look that up because that's interesting to me. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know if it's just started off with when we're talking about having... Because I don't even know where... I've always wondered where the, tam- the term came from because mm-hmm. for me, how I've always seen the term has been always been attached to some type of initiative to increase representation. Yeah. So unless it was like it started off with black people and then like with also people from ethnic minorities because yeah. before it used to be... Um, some people call it BME, some people call it BAME. Yeah. And I feel like in terms of a lot of the initiatives, in terms of like, I don't know, talking about institutionalised racism, stuff to do with education, stuff to do with like actual like statutory services or social institutions, a lot of it was about like black people with Asian people doing yeah. a lot of work in terms of representation. So it may have just come from that. I don't actually Perhaps, know where yeah. the actual term came from. But I think for me, it feels like, is changing quite a lot and it feels that more people are being added to the mix and I think that's when I stopped liking it because it just made me feel actually this feels like non-white or like you said like Mm non-English or because obviously apparently we're all British until we commit a crime and then we get sent to where we came from (laughs) but like no it's true like it's just like I don't know I've always wondered like what's the difference between like British and English I was out last night with a friend mm-hmm. and we were talking about it because he asked me if I consider myself English and I said no I consider myself British and, he, and I, I felt like English is almost more like an ethnicity in a way okay whereas British is more a nationality everyone can kind of claim to be yeah um, and then I remember we walked out and I don't know we were, we were trying to figure out the colour of the uh, no the name of the the English flag because I yes. forgot and um, we it's saw, white and red white yeah, yeah so it's called St. George's Island yeah <laughs> and we asked the security guard just because we were both a bit drunk and then we sort of started asking him so do you consider yourself which is kind of a weird question to ask a stranger but he got into it I was like do you think you're British or English and he was like I think he must have been about 50 yeah and he's like oh I was born in England I've lived here my whole life and I support England but I don't feel English, I feel British. And I found it really interesting because I honestly thought maybe this was just me. Because I meet many people who either don't feel British or English at all and they're just maybe Nigerian or wherever they're from. And then people who do consider themselves English. Yeah. So it's interesting to meet another person who felt more British rather than English. Because, like, what is the difference between ethnicity and nationality? So what is, like, do you know what the difference is? (laughs) I... (laughs) <laughs> I've read about it numerous times and I always get it mixed up because I know there's race, ethnicity, nationality yeah. nationality I guess is a country you belong to oh, okay. ethnicity is like oh, ethnic groups I guess like, yeah. they can, different country, a country can have different ethnicities yeah no, you're, I think now I'm agreeing I think you're right and, and the then race, race is, is like kind of categorization based on your uh, colour your skin colour I think colour? it's more colour I mean I'm, I'm not I'm not going to pretend I'm, I'm yeah. not entirely like 100% on it but I think that's a vague idea. Like, I think Yoruba is an ethnic group. Yes, yeah, and then and black would be a race. Yeah, and then yeah. Nigerian would be a nationality. Yeah. That's how I think Yeah, it is. which makes it quite interesting for me in terms of, like, um, 
when we talk about black and ethnic minority, they've kind of put two things together. They've put race and ethnicity yeah. into one meaning, which doesn't really kind of make any sense. Yeah. Because <clears throat> not all black people come from the same country. Not mm-hmm. all black people share the same ethnicities. And with those ethnicities comes with different cultures and different, different, other, different... Yeah, and then, like different cultures and ethnicities are treated differently mm-hmm. in com- like compared to where they are so yeah. I, oh yeah it'd be interesting to know like exactly where they got that term yeah. from because i don't feel very baby yeah okay and what why do you not feel baby because i feel the term has changed mm-hmm. i feel like it's just basically non-white yeah. and i think when you look at statistically the experiences of different races and different ethnicities are different so we don't share the same experience just because we are BAME we're not the same we're not treated the same we don't have the same experience Mm -hmm. in like most of our daily lives we're treated differently and I don't feel like the term reflects the differences in the treatment that we receive and that's why at the moment I'm just like I just want to focus on black. Mm-hmm. I'm not really trying to focus on BAME because yeah. I just feel that it's... It's not it's, your battle. Yeah, it's not my battle. It's not my battle and we're treated differently anyway. Yeah. So even I can't, within the group. Exactly, so. even within the group. Like, we know that the whole group is treated differently, but even within that group, we're all treated differently. Yeah. And even in black, black is treated differently oh, depending so many on ethnicity. pieces you can slice this down to. Exactly. Like, where does it end? Yeah. Like, it's like, well, where... Because yeah. like, it can even go beyond race and then start talking about class and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. because white people could be... You could say working class people, which includes yes. all races and anything. Like, oh, does it include all races? <laughs> no, because even um, the idea of working class, for me, always felt like a white term because of how they their perception of working class they're talking about miners they're talking about industrial working class where actually in the 21st century there's a different type of working class there's people that work in services there's people Mm -hmm. that work in like public services that are actually working class because of the type of work they do and the, the the salary they get but i always find that when we talk about like a lot of immigrants i would say are working class but they're not given that status they're called immigrants and How then, interesting is that? And do you think that comes... We say the hierarchy and then immigrants comes below working class or is this just a completely separate... Yeah, maybe there is like a subclass of working class where there's a working class that we all kind of... We want yeah. and we respect and there's a working class that we don't really that want but we need. Yeah, that, that drain our economy and stealing yeah. anybody's jobs. And I have another interesting... Because I remember seeing a topic a while ago, this was on Twitter really years ago, where mm-hmm. people would say that working class is more than just about what you do and how much you make but just more your identity and that as a black person even if you are earning a good salary and you've got your own house and blah blah you're still kind of considered or even though you see yourself as working class because of where you've come from do you think is that something you agree with or um i would say that i don't i wouldn't say i'm working class I, I always identified more with middle class okay. because I thought that the class system is more to do with the type of occupation that you have. Yeah. Because, like, middle class is more like a teacher. You work in, like, like ser- not services, but, like, secondary sector, like, yeah. working with, like, IT. That's more middle class. Whereas my idea of working class is more of a labouring type job where you're doing some type of physical, yeah. um, manual um, job. And I think... But then I also think that 
we have moved away from that only being working class mm. because we don't have minors anymore. So yeah. actually those types of jobs have been replaced for like retail jobs or yeah. working in factories or working in warehouses. And that could be any race. Yeah. And But I always find it quite interesting whenever we talk about... <clears throat> working class and that after the general election sorry to bring it up again yeah. it was all like the white working class yeah. I was like, but what about the black working class what about the asian yeah. working class what about the chinese but they're just working all dubbed class? in with bane regards to class exactly you know, completely it's just i do think bane kind of just muddies like you said all the issues within being an ethnic minority like it just places it all as one thing when it's we still have issues with class within our group exactly and, yeah yeah all just, of those kind of like yeah. intersectionalities it's like it doesn't yeah affect people who are non-white I know, so there's, a, there's, a, a, there's quite a lot of schemes like this. There's one called Creative Access, mm-hmm. and that's a scheme that I used to kind of use a lot when I was younger, and it's a way to get BAME people into the creative <laughs> industry and the media yeah. industries. So they would offer lots of internships, they would partner up with companies and offer internships to people, but only within BAME groups. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was amazing. It helped me get some really good interviews and stuff. But that's I often used to see people say, well, what about white working class? Mm-hmm. Because even though they're white, which means they have a higher chance of being in those industries, being working class kind of reduces that chance for them and yeah. if there aren't any specific initiatives to help them um then what are they going to do and i think that's where the whole white working class became its own separate thing yeah. because we have all these things for being groups mm-hmm. even though like i said it's not really helping may not really be addressing individual yeah ethnic groups needs but we have something whereas white working class are kind of they feel like they've been left in the yeah. dark because of the fact that they have that white privilege but mm-hmm. they people are not acknowledging the class disadvantage they have yeah and I think like even the idea of class I feel that that's not something that has been I don't feel well researched and kind of investigated Mm -hmm. to do with like what is that intersectionality because we do talk about like white working class people kind of being disadvantaged Mm -hmm. but then we don't talk about it as a whole and I completely agree with you I think but I always feel that when you look at it statistically even with these initiatives in terms of getting black and ethnic minority people into certain spaces Mm -hmm. when you look at the numbers I don't there's still um, a lot of work to do yeah and it's like even if you were to open up this thing and say okay cool it's not about your race it's about your um kind of social economic status yeah. how much that would help either yeah. because i kind of feel like even if you look statistically about education and about kind of like um just social economic status even with the difficulties that white working class people have people from black and ethnic minorities have even more would you say a middle class or like a high earning black person who's been to oxford cambridge would have a more difficult time than a white english Person, white working class person who hasn't been to uni no one in the family's been to uni they mm. live in a really poor area I guess that's a tough question I think they would have I would I would say that I think they would have the same difficulties but in different ways because then even if you are black and you're from middle class family and you get a good education mm-hmm. there is still that ceiling that you try to like get through and yeah. even when you do get into these industries like not even just creative industries but being a lawyer being an academic mm-hmm. you still will have difficulties based on your race yeah. regardless of your qualification and equally the same as if you're white working class and you don't have an mm-hmm. education you're going to struggle in terms of social mobility if there's not enough initiatives around you Support, to get yeah. into these spaces so i wouldn't say one difficulty is greater than the other but i think both of them would find it extremely difficult yeah because even when you get like you get people who are very highly qualified from black and ethnic minorities and but they're still not getting the jobs that 
um, they should have access to mm-hmm. and that's because of racial bias yeah. and it's not to say that their issue is bigger than white working class people it's like to your I think you're working with two different struggles one yeah. to do with racial bias one to do with class and like they're not I wouldn't say one is greater than the other but yeah. I could imagine being in both of those situations would be quite difficult mm-hmm. and I, I I don't <laughs> So I'm not trying to choose one side or the other, but yeah. I, I do think that even though I think there's a lot of racist understanding to what they're saying, I do mm-hmm. see where a lot of the, the maybe resentment or frustration amongst yeah. the white working class comes from. Because there are some, it's just very obvious that people have created initiatives. Whether yeah. they're helpful or not is a different question, but they are there, whereas there really isn't anything... For white yeah. working class people. Yeah, because yeah. they're, they're not included in the BAME one. Yeah. And then there isn't really anything else yeah not much else anyway to my knowledge but then sometimes I feel and not to say everyone feels like this but sometimes I feel that because we have these initiatives mm-hmm. and now before because for me I just feel that there had to be a reason for this initiatives yeah. so it wasn't like we just made this initiatives because we for black and ethnic minorities actually because they were underrepresented yeah. in a lot of spaces we needed to have these initiatives yeah. and I think when you have change is going to change the equilibrium yeah. for everyone. So I feel like some of the times I feel the resentment is not actually the resentment of you're not looking at us, it's actually mm-hmm. the resentment of this is a change I didn't really want. Okay. As in, you have more black and ethnic minorities being the focus and being yeah. pushed to do certain things and then you don't have the same spotlight on you. Mm-hmm. But I think even though, obviously there's something going on with working class boys, white boys, however... When you look at some of the people from black and ethnic minorities, there's still something going on with them. Even though we're talking about white working class boys are not doing as well in terms of education, black Caribbean boys are more likely to be excluded from school. So there's not, I I would say for me, sometimes it feels like the resentment is more about the change because there's a different focus rather than we've been left out. Because even though one group, white white working class boys are at disadvantage, black boys are being excluded so Mm -hmm. there's something like there is a change happening but I don't think one is better than the other and I think my problem as well is that with this BAME thing it over dilutes it I think it dilutes the statistics mm-hmm. so not over un, like, so it, it seems the statistics. like everyone is doing better yes. like it might be a particular group within the BAME group it's exactly yeah. it's like for example like I love the national t- um, NOS I just love <laughs> I just like looking at stats because I'm weird like that and so for example like Chinese people in BAME, right? Yeah. But Chinese people, in terms of how much money they're making, is way more than black people, is yeah. way more than Bangladeshi yeah, people. Yeah. However, they're part of BAME. So I think if you put everybody in one category, you're, you're over... It, it, you're over rep, Some of the over... Rep, so some people will bring up the numbers, yeah. but actually, when you, like, break it down into people's ethnicities or people's races... You see a massive difference. You'll see a massive difference. And yeah. then when you compare those differences to white people, the differences are even more. Yeah. And that's where I think my biggest frustration comes with this BAME term because mm-hmm. then we try to use the statistics because we're putting everyone together and say, look at what we're doing, yeah. everything is good. But actually, if you take out certain minorities and you compare them to white people, or even that, like, if you start comparing genders, mm-hmm. if you start comparing Bangladeshi women to white women, if you start comparing yeah. black women to white women, the statistics are completely different. But I just think... <laughs> I think you could con- you could continually break this down over and over, mm-hmm. smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Oh, smaller. I wish someone and would. I, and I, <laughs> that's the thing, but I just feel like we can continue. Like, how do I put this? I get that. Yeah, putting everyone in one big lump is hiding mm-hmm. a lot of issues that are within that. But if we keep 
I don't know if the solution is to split us, keep splitting and splitting and splitting, because mm. where does it end? And there's, somebody's always going to feel left out regardless of what you do. And I think maybe what we should be focusing on is something for... I know, and then maybe this sounds very all those mafia, <laughs> and it does, but I just think that's a logical thing. Like, we just need to create a baseline for everyone. Yeah. And I yeah. guess I know that with some people are lower than others, we need to bring people up. But I think if everyone is provided some kind of baseline of just, I don't know, basic needs or whatever then that's a good starting point for everyone because I just feel like it's, as long as we keep creating specific things with specific groups it's just always going to someone's always going to feel left out and it's yeah. always going to create more tension and I get it like yeah we know that some groups need more help than others but if we keep doing that people are always going to be resentful and it's not going to it's not going to I don't think it's going to benefit society if you keep doing that. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Because that's just... how we end up in a more right-wing Yes, those extremities. So like, yeah, we keep, and, we, and we keep trying to fight the right wing, fight the right But if you keep, like, telling them, like, not, you know, if they keep feeling, like, left out, mm. then <laughs> no, it's, it's going to get worse. And it's like, we can't keep thinking we can just ignore them because they do have power here to do what... They want. I mean, it's just weird. It's, a, it's a, an odd situation, but I just think... If you just give everyone they need and tell them to shut the fuck up, you've got what you, the minimum you need to, to at least do something decent with yourself, then, I don't know, I think that, that seems like the most logical solution to me. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Like, I was talking to my friend about it, because I've been, like, so annoyed with this whole Bane thing. I was like, no, <laughs> we just need to deconstruct the whole thing. We need to have black, we need to have this. And then she was just like, actually, but if you're, you're right. If you're all fighting for the same equality creating like trying to like split it even more and having no we need this specific group mm-hmm. then you're just creating more infighting and then mm-hmm. people start to be more extreme and in their views tribalistic and everyone yeah. has their own group and yeah i don't think that's it's not it's not it's counterproductive yeah it? it feels like yeah. that's what we should do but it's not yeah it, yeah no no you're completely right like i generally was like no from now on i don't care about minority <laughs> people i care about black people I care about black women. I don't even care about black women. I care about dusky women. I was like, then you've got something else. Only fat dusky women. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only dusky women over 35. Who live in London, in South London. How far are you going to take this? Exactly. What benefit is it really doing? And, just, and I think the truth is you just want to care about yourself yes that yeah, is yeah. the real thing you just I want, want representation about for yourself. myself it's not about any group you just try to get it fairer and fairer to you it's not about any group it's about you exactly <laughs> you're completely right it gets to the point where I just want a group that can reflect me because I think and I agree with you I think we all have to be together however I do feel that and I think it's to do with it's something you've mentioned before in a past conversation in terms of racism isn't just about blackness, mm-hmm. it's about whiteness. And I think the idea of like BAM and what it stands for is about kind of our perception, how we are treated mm-hmm. by white people, because it's that kind of, um, what's that thing? Not that balance, but I know what I'm trying to say. Not even equilibrium. Like It's like you have the whiteness and you have the blackness. Yeah. You have the whiteness and you have, like, maybe Asian people. You have the whiteness and you have how they treat another yeah. ethnic minority or another race. And it just feels to me that, like, since the Brexit, even though we have Brexited, but it feels that when, like, the Eastern European people started to come to this country, then they started to feel, like, prejudiced. They've had, like, xenophobia. They've, mm. had, they've been discriminated against. And sometimes it feels where, where I've been quite... I feel like I've had to be protective of BAME. Is that now it feels that some of them have been pulled into BAME. And I'm like, which part of BAME do you represent? And it just feels like 
it's all about us being not white. And yeah. I don't like that. I don't want a term for me to be not white because I'm a human first. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not just my race. I am a human first before I am black. Mm. And I would like to be treated that way. And I think for me, my biggest thing was like, why well, I feel like I need to be more protective of black people is that we're just bringing way too many people to the cookout. Everybody wants to be represented. Everybody feels they can identify with me. And it's like, no, you can't. Yeah. You can't, you just can't because you don't look like me. That's like, for but me. But do you think maybe there is some kind of benefit to, okay, I'm just, I'm just bouncing different, I guess. But like, do you think there's maybe a benefit to people being able to share or feel like they can share some kind of, share what you're what we're going through or what no you don't think there's any benefit to absolutely that? not and why, why do you think i that? think it dilutes my experience because i feel like if i walk into a room i'm black mm-hmm. and i feel that my blackness represents a lot of stuff yeah and whereas like if you're from an eastern european country you walk into a room you're still white or like people sometimes people say like white passing or british yeah. passing until people interact with you okay. and i think that interaction isn't about race it's more about like xenophobia about yeah. your country so it's just a separate race issue, yeah entirely. it's like and i feel like when we think about racism it's like a structural institutionalized mm. thing that happens to people and my experience as a black person is going to be different to someone who's eastern yeah. european so there is no way like for me there is no way that you could have gone through atrocities you could have gone through terrible things but that's not it's not my experience yeah i can empathize with your experience but i would never i would never as a black person say oh i know how you feel because of this no yeah. i know how you feel because of what you've told me but we cannot relate that to the systematic abuse and oppression that black people have faced Mm -hmm. we can't it's two different things so I just don't think we just can't and the only reason why I say it because I was like watching a lecture on YouTube and I heard this woman she's from Poland basically saying I feel that I can identify with the black struggle because of the stuff that I felt and I was like no you can't I'm sorry you can't you just you just cannot like the way that black women are treated the way that black men are treated by the media by police by hospitals is different and it's because they're black yeah it's not about oppression it's because the race in their face is specifically to do Mm -hmm. with their race and you can't identify that whatever your experience is specifically to do with your ethnicity yeah that's completely different so no we can't you, you can understand go i'm happy if you're empathizing with me that's absolutely fine but yeah. can you you can't come we can't we're not yeah. the same <laughs> it's like a different issue i guess like lgbt issues like yeah i mean i wouldn't okay wait well i don't know like i can i can see what they're going through and i can mm-hmm. empathize with it but i i don't think i'll ever i will never know the feeling i guess because yeah. i'm not well because i'm not gay or i'm not i don't know like visibly exactly queer or anything so but you couldn't relate to you. But you I think I think them. it's so important for people to be able to like feel like they can empathize with it. Yes, maybe of not course, say yeah. it's their same issue, but I do think there is some benefits to people really trying to really get into the head of the yes. different class. I don't, I, and I do think sometimes we're too quick to tell people we can't do that. I think we should oh, allow like people. To, we, should try, <laughs> we should actually try and let people really because I I really make an effort to do it. Should really really try and get into the head of someone different from me and really try and see life from the way that they're living it. Yeah, and I think there is a lot of benefit to that. But I, I, I know that they can never, they'll never ever really be able to experience it exactly. Yeah. But I do think there's some benefit to really try and get them to try and think yeah. that way. 
you're really good like I really struggle <laughs> with trying to teach people just because I feel that like like I said before in that intro I, I I've changed my ways like I used to like you know James O'Brien when he was younger when yeah. he had more energy he was a mad person <laughs> that is the way I used to debate with people yeah. it was very fiery it was like I'm just not going to listen to what you say I'm going to talk over you so I really tried to work on that to try to understand opposing views and even now I find it very difficult like if somebody has a difference of opinion mm-hmm. and I feel like I feel like there's different differences of opinion I feel like there's certain things that I just feel that they're they're just non-negotiable like <laughs> of course, I'm not yeah. I find it very difficult to talk to people about race I find it difficult to talk about homosexuality transgenderism mm-hmm. like, I just find it if they're opposing to me I don't understand what I'm going to learn and I really commend you for being able to to do that like you mm-hmm. try to put yourself in other people's position and you try to give them an opportunity to understand you and like I just I really struggle that yeah. I'm, tr- I'm getting a little bit better I'm getting a little bit more tolerant. Like, now I can tolerate a bit. And I feel like that's the first step. The more I can tolerate it, then it means I can have a discussion. But for me, like, I find it quite difficult to try to explain to people about... Yeah, especially because I just feel that sometimes, as a black woman, I just feel that people forget that we're women. Yeah. That people only see us and as our blackness. And some of them talk about it around Christmas time. Yeah. yeah. And the whole, like, feministic things about femininity and how exactly. issues around femininity and things that are... I guess a lot of black women can't relate to yeah. because that's not something that people see in us exactly which I is really interesting yeah and as well like when you think of like the idea of femininity in terms of like western cultures it's very much a type attached to white women mm-hmm. and femininity and being feminine is a thing that white women are kind of perceived to do and kind of like that's the ideal part of being a feminine woman and then actually as a black woman our femininity how we express that is going to be completely different to a white mm-hmm. woman and I just feel that in a lot of spaces, even in BAME, there's not a lot of wiggle room with talking about people's gender, people, people's sexuality. Like, we're not just our race or our ethnic minorities. Yeah. Actually, there's, like, that intersectionality of other things that we yeah. are. Like, we're talking, about, we're talking about class, we're talking about, like, our social environment, we're talking about sexuality, mm-hmm. talking about our gender. There's so much more to us than our race. Yeah. And I think that's why I go back to that's why I really struggled with the term because it was like it's all fun and dandy yeah you're lumping all of our experiences together based on our colour and Mm -hmm. I am more than my colour I'm a human being and then it just feels that like so for example I don't know if you um saw that thing about the MP the white MP who had like an off the shoulder top and she got like this whole big thing about people saying that she looks like she just comes honestly the people are so crazy like she looks like a stripper she looks wow. like she just come from getting having sex is like, this the Brazilian one or no like, in the UK oh, it oh, happened I like this, this week I missed this it was ridiculous and I was thinking if this was a black woman that this happened to the first thing people would say is that is racism but whereas a white woman, people said sexism. And okay. it just made me quite... Whereas, like, with that thing of being, like, white and non-white, it's, like, it feels sometimes with white people because it's seen as a norm. Mm-hmm. Only here, like, in other countries where it's predominantly black, it would be different. But if you're in a westernised country, like, what, black and ethnic minorities, I think black people make up, a, I don't know, like, a really small minority of the population, probably under 10%. Yeah, but not, yeah. Exactly. So it's, like, the, the norm is seen as white people. So it's, like... 
because their race is seen as the norm, mm. things are not always linked to their race, it's linked to something else. Yeah. Whereas, like, where our race is not the norm, mm-hmm. everything is linked to racism. Yeah. Do you, but do you think that is actually the case? Or do you think there are cases where it isn't about race at all? I, don't, I think it's about both of them. I think people forget the intersectionalities and stuff. I think it's about, it could be about race, it could be about someone's class, it could be about someone's gender. It's like, actually... So, for example, you know the whole thing with Meghan Markle? Yeah. I found it quite surprising that there wasn't a bigger conversation about sexism. sexism yeah. I remember seeing a conversation you had about that. Yeah, I feel like we missed a mark because a lot of, I found, a lot of the white men who were talking about it were being more sexist than racist. Yeah. But then I felt like it came back to that thing of, like, black people only being seen as their blackness. Yeah. Where, and then it, it goes against black women because we're only seen as being black and we're not... They, the people don't talk about, actually, we're black and we're women. Yeah. So we face two different types of oppression. And I think sometimes when we talk about... And that's... The, an issue that I have with more BAME where we don't explore other things outside of people's race and ethnicities Mm -hmm. because all we're so focused on is their race and ethnicity whereas actually like no you have people from BAME who are like upper class making loads of money you have people Mm -hmm. middle class you have people that are lower class you have people that are women you have people that are gay you have people that are trans there's so many little groups exactly yeah and it's not to say that we should have different groups for that but actually we should think of BAME is not being just about your race but yes it's an identity but that's not your only identity and think about other things in your identity that can affect your experience yeah but there's infinite things that could affect your experience like what? Well, like everything you said. It's true. There's yeah. so many things. But maybe if we just started seeing people, and I don't, I, I think everything still has to be with race. I'm not going to let go of that. I'm letting us with the human race. No. <laughs> but I feel like we should start putting everybody on the same pedestal. Like the people that are white and the people that are BAM, we should just BAME, CS and BAM. BAME should be seeing like for what they are as individuals as individuals so we i think we should acknowledge their race because race and plays a big part i feel like that still goes back to the very first argument you had that if you try and see everyone as an individual and i'm not saying this is right or wrong but it's yeah. funny that it's still people's things are still gonna get missed maybe, out or maybe not but uh, I, th- I, I think you're less likely to miss things out if you I think if you keep in mind people's race and you keep in mind racial structures all the differences all the differences I think that you can keep that in mind but also people see people as an individual I think it is possible yeah because I feel like it's not to say that everything is about racism sometimes it is sometimes it's not but then sometimes it can be about sexism but it's also allowing the possibilities of other things it could be about yeah. so if something happens to black person it may not always be about race it could be about class it could be about this mm-hmm. like the social self it could be about sexism sexism but i think sometimes i feel and I, I don't know if it's just a feeling that i feel that white people are given those graces but not back an ethnic minority yeah. so it's like white people are given oh you're working class oh this is sexism oh yeah. this but it's black people that like, no it's because you're of this color but isn't that what we assume ourselves Mm, I think some people do. With me, I don't. I try, like, with the thing with Meghan Markle, I thought it was more sexism. I think, I think you're very alone. Not alone, but I don't think, you're, I don't think <laughs> the average black person would agree with that. Really? I From just what feel, I've seen on general discourse, I, don't think, I haven't even seen many people talk about sexism in regards to that whole thing. And that's the thing. Nobody was talking about it. Like, even people who were trying to kind of dissect what was going on, I was like, why? She's a woman. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, not only... And the thing is, it's not even like... Not in a horrible way. And I don't like to start classifying blackness depending on how dark you are. But most people... Like, Megan has mixed heritage. So, yeah. like, she is some... Some people, if they didn't even know that she had a black mother, wouldn't even think that she is a black woman mm-hmm. and 
but what you can obviously see is that she's a woman. Yeah. So for me, I found it very surprising that a lot of people didn't clock onto that. And I yeah. think it's because of the idea of blackness kind of overshadows any other yeah, experience. Yeah, and maybe people thought they could relate, even though she doesn't look black, they could still relate to what she was going through based on yeah. the experience they've had. Even though those experiences probably the, the common denominator is not really the race, but the sex which yeah is, you know people didn't really see that yeah because even if you saw like um there was like a thing on the news where um dawn butler was um mistaken for another yeah. <laughs> it was so funny another mp and do you then, see that happened with kobe as well yeah and then oh that was so terrible it's just like the man has died and you've got lebron and, and the thing is it was so like and i remember do you know what was oh. really what really really got me about the whole situation was i was listening to lbc and a white guy said do you know what I really do find it difficult to distinguish between black people. Wow. And I was just like, wow. Wow. What? I was just like, what have we come I to? I feel like since Brexit, or around people the... Have LBC in particular has just... I mean, they're already teetering on that kind of... Yeah. Agreement, but since Brexit, they've just gone full on, like, deport all the British... <laughs> Literally. Like, I love... I love LBC, but that show is very problematic. Like, all of them feel like they're the voice and they're quite liberal, and they're absolutely not. The fact that you employed Katie Hopkins and you employed Nigel Farage, right? Yeah. You gave Katie Hopkins a platform to spill her bile, right? And then it wasn't until she overstepped the line that you decided to fire her. Yeah. It just shows them what type of broadcaster you are. And then even what annoys me, they don't even have, like, in terms of, they always talk about equality, the majority of the people on their show are white men, first of all. Yeah. They have, like, one white woman. They have an Asian man, which I feel that they use to just talk about stuff to do with, like, um... ISIS and Islamophobia <laughs> and it's just kind of like what what are you trying and it's just yeah, like, okay, it's not very balanced exactly and I, I thought uh, at first I thought it was balanced but the it's more not. I listen to more it's, it's very right leaning yeah it's very right apart from James O'Brien even yeah. he can be very I love him but he can be extremely problematic yeah. obviously like in the future if you guys want to give me a job like it's cool <laughs> <laughs> so, so, oh my god <laughs> that would be like yes that would be incredible <laughs> but like yeah and to be fair to be fair in terms of most like media kind of outlets a lot of it is just full of white men all yeah. the time I mean in the UK especially it's just all of it is so right leaning in general all the time and then I love I find it commendable it's lovely when they talk about racism but I just feel like you don't have a clue they're not going they're like it's so surface level as well they yeah they really go into it Exactly. Well, I just remember when the Boris Johnson said the whole thing about Nigerians and money, and they did get an African, well, like I think she was from Zimbabwe. Yeah, and she was and like, "Oh, I don't mind." It's like, yeah, because you're from she Zimbabwe. Was, she was like, Nigerians <laughs> are really obsessed with yeah. money. And he didn't say anything wrong. I don't think it was racist. Exactly. And, and I was I, like, "Oh my god." And and for me, what it made me feel like is the idea of like all black people have the same experience, yeah. and it's like you forget that there's a lot of xenophobia that happens in Africa. Yeah, and in within Nigeria. Exactly. There's a lot of xenophobia that happens within Nigeria. There's a lot of xenophobia that happens between African countries and, and that's that thing of like if you lump people's experiences together yeah. you don't have a good understanding and it's not about saying that we need to be separate it's just being a bit mindful mm. if someone from Zimbabwe is saying something about someone negative about someone from Nigeria that's problematic and they say oh well she's, she's Zimbabwean and she thinks that way so it's okay well no but come on like you can't yeah, they, they have a different experience yeah. There's, they could be different issues going on with those countries it's, so, oh, it's just oh, it's, it stresses me out sometimes it does I do feel like since, but I do feel like oh you guys no 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 you go you go I was just going to say like even like I even heard some Nigerians agreeing 
And it's like, well, can you argue with that? Like, I remember my mom, she was like, ah, but like, you know Nigerians now, we love money. I was like, like can you just, can I just have some solid? Honestly, I don't think, I know loads of Nigerians who do love money, but I, I, I know loads who don't. Like, you don't exactly. think, like, I don't No, you can't generalise. It's not it's fair. It's so easy to generalise, but then you have to remember there's so many who aren't like that. Exactly. It's just, oh, yeah, it's just... It is like it, and honestly, sometimes I find the older generation very problematic. Of course, yeah. because maybe because they've had to, I guess because this is their form of being quite resilient. Yeah. They just had to just kind of get on with stuff. Like I guess we experienced racism, but the racism they experienced was like ridiculous. Like there were mm-hmm. just certain areas that black people couldn't go couldn't go to unless they're going to get beaten up by some crazy white people who hate black yeah. people so it's like, I get it but then it's just so difficult where the younger generation are trying to make some yeah. progress and then it's the older generation of black people is like oh, what? I'm, not, I'm not bothered by it you should be bothered I, like, I think that's what I find really funny it was like, here, hearing my parents and other people talk about being black or just being here in the 80s or before mm-hmm. that they say oh you know actually it wasn't the white people that had issues <laughs> it was Yes. Asian people. Jamaicans. Jamaicans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like, there's a real... They like, did not really, like each they other. They hate it more than white. Like, yeah, they hate each other. Like, they hate them. They don't like Asian people. Like, they don't. But, and that's what I mean. Like, and then you have BAME. And then, like, exactly, exactly. And that's my problem, is it's like, you have BAME, but there's no understanding yeah. of the differences in BAME and kind of the infighting. It's like and colonialism. Yeah. And it, like, that's exactly the same thing. It is, that. yeah. And, and I think that for me, that's why, like, as I grew older, I was just like, BAME is fucking yeah. bullshit. Like, you're trying to it's make like an initiatives. It's group. Like, exactly. Who don't even like each other. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Who absolutely cannot stand each other like, you can't pretend it's kumbaya but when you hear the way people speak in their homes and it's like Mm-mm. there is no solidarity exactly exactly like you put us together expecting like look at what like, we're doing for the bane we don't they don't well obviously I think we're different but the old generation they don't like they each don't. other they're not high, like I feel like they had to come together out of survival possibly and then after that they're just kind of like well I didn't really like you anyway I don't so. think they ever did come together after you don't think so and my mum like I didn't remember her ever, I don't remember having any other ethnic groups come to our house for like dinner or anything yeah. it's always other Niger- not even other Africans it's, it's other Nigerians, Nigerians. Yeah, it's that's true. all I remember in my childhood I think that's the same for me like my mum had the most disgusting attitudes about Jamaican people <laughs> And I'm just like, what are you doing? I know. Oh, they're so violent. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, violent where? When they're fighting for their rights? Do you know what I mean? When they're fighting against racism? Absolutely mad. It is. There was never any like solidarity or integration between the different between the different minority groups in the UK. I mean, not that I saw. Yeah. Or experienced growing up. Yeah, I think for me, like I didn't experience that as well in terms of solidarity. It was kind of like we'll stay together and they will be together. But then I think like in terms of kind of like fighting for equality and fighting against racism, a lot of I would say black Jamaican people who were like part of the first people to come here Mm -hmm. did establish stuff that we all. Um, and maybe that's why it's been called black yeah and and they they fought against a lot of racism and like even when you had the riots the riots were for a good reason do you know what I mean so it's quite interesting like even when you think of race and just how our parents like I can't they do this weird thing like my mum does this weird thing where she'll blame things on racism but then she doesn't want to see racism in certain places so if I was to like come home and say something is racist she might be like oh not me like I've heard like some you know how some people say yeah something is about racism but it's like they don't want to do yeah. anything about it so they'll be like oh that's that's about racism it's like yeah but if I'm going to 
a, a council meeting about black and ethnic minority. You don't see the benefit of doing that, but you understand there's racism. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know if that makes any yeah. sense. Like, they it's like some. I feel like some of our. I don't know everyone's pay, but they're my kind parents. of the whole. Get, it's kind of like all people that generation. They kind of like get on with it. Yeah, exactly. They're they're like, they think that. I, I think from what I see, they think our generation is very like whiny and same way yeah. the white, older white people think. Like whiny, yeah. we're too woke. We're exactly we're crying about this and that and that, and it's like we're playing victim all the time, and it's like blah 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 blah, and they're kind of just like get on with it. Exactly, and but then they, but then it's not like they'll say get on with it, but they know that it's hard like they know there's racism do you know what I mean like they know because they experience it but like get on with it whereas like at least and I'm not and there were a lot of people from the old generation that did a lot of stuff like we, we can't try to dismiss or discredit what they've done there's so many and still doing like a lot of the established groups I don't know any of the top of my head that were involved in terms of like even when you think of the politicians that are still in politics now like Mm -hmm. they have been in politics for a very long time and they use their status and they use their education their knowledge to establish certain things and say Mm -hmm. we need to have this we need to have that do you know what I mean like they've done their bit but it's annoying when they call us whiny. It's yeah. like it's annoying. It's like okay, you want to go on a protest, you want to sign this petition. Oh, why are you getting yourself involved in this? Why are you? Don't worry about it. Like, Bruv, of course I'm going to be worried about it. Yeah. Like I feel like for me personally, we're 27, so I feel like in terms of the target population mm-hmm. where people want to influence our views in terms of politics and being involved in our community, this is the time to be doing all that yeah. rubbish. Do you know what I mean? Like this is the time where you should be woke. First of all, I hate the fact that woke has become a pejorative term. Yeah, that, like, who, that whole thing is just... I the hate. first... Honestly, like, this is what I mean about gentrifying shit. Like, people have gentrified woke and turned it into something disgusting. It's pissed yeah, me it's so the bad. fuck off. It used to be such a powerful word, and now it's just, like, an insult. Mm-hmm. It's just a play thing, a play word. It's so annoying. But, like... We've spoken a lot about, like, black and ethnic minorities. Yeah. But let's, like, let's get specific. I know we said that we can't be splitting people, but let's get specific. Let's go into Let's go deep. So, obviously, we are two proud, black, dark-skinned women. So, let's talk about our experiences. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Where do we begin? We could start from the family. You start. So, your siblings are all dark-skinned, right? Yes, and I'm not even the darkest, so they don't even. My brother and sister has your dusted said that I'm not even really dark skin. My like, sister said that to me. I'm like, look at <laughs> I'm like, what am I? Because you're darker than me. I'm dark skin. Don't exclude me. <laughs> they really tried it. Like I don't know. Like I've realised that most people just like racism just don't understand colorism, mm-hmm. including family, including yes. friends. There are so many like family members I have who are light skin and friends. And when they talk about colorism, when I talk about colorism, they react in the same way that some white people do when you talk about racism. They're like, we're all the same. I've been through things too. I'm still black. We're not even that different in skin shades. Like, we don't really look that different. I don't really think my struggle is any different to a dark-skinned person. And they just... It's this exact same reaction. Like, they take it as a personal attack as well. And it's like... I don't know. And it's just, to me, as growing up in a dusking home, as a dusking person, with, especially with light skin siblings and, and cousins as well, and hearing the way you'd hear them talk about darker skin, it was just blatantly there. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that was the beginning of the yeah. in the home. Like, I remember I had a family member, the cousin, when she once, and we were young, and she was light skinned, and she once said, I would be so. I hate, no, she said, I hate dark-skinned babies. They're so ugly. Wow. They're just not cute. And, then, and we were young. We must have been, like, 10. Oh but I still God. remember stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> but it was just normal. Like, at the time, when she said it, I didn't even feel much because it was just normal. Yeah. But it's when you get older and you just... And it all compounds and you get it in school and then everywhere else. And it's like, shit, like... This is wrong. Yeah. Like, 
I guess for me in secondary school, I went to a really mixed secondary school. Mm. There was a lot of black people, all races. And I I just, I remember there was a lot of animosity towards dark-skinned women. Wow. Especially African ones as yeah. well. Like, they would say, oh, we have strong faces. And yeah. Just all the usual textbook kind of jokes you'd hear. And then, as I got a bit older, I ended up on Twitter. And that was just like, <laughs> that's when you just hit all the craziness. We need to talk about the dark. Because every, like, so... I would just put it out there like the only reason I got Twitter is because I was like do you know what I need to try and get into different spaces and see what's going out there and then when we spoke about the podcast I thought okay it makes sense to go on Twitter <laughs> and to investigate <laughs> get some followers and all that shit but every especially specifically every dark skinned woman I've spoken about spoken to about what Twitter was like back in, like, is it 2010, 2011? Roughly that period, or even, yeah, maybe 9 to 13. Yeah, so 2009 to 2013. Talk about this dark, like, this dark, like, archaic times in Twitter where it was like the Wild West, specifically for (laughs) dark-skinned women. So I find it so interesting that you have, you're from South London. I know someone that's from, like, Southwest London, someone from North London, and you all shared the same experience. Yeah. So I would just love for you just to give me like a snippet of what the fuck happened in Twitter from 2019 to 2013. So I could go on forever about this, but I can point out. Like, you have 10 minutes. There was, mix, there was like a mixed race guy who went to my secondary school, mm-hmm. and I think someone posted a meme about black women and a picture of gorilla. And then he retweets saying, oh, it's true though, isn't it? And this is the guy I went to school with, like, comparing black women to gorilla. That was one thing. Wow. And I was just, that was just, that, I mean, that was normal. That was just, like, day-to-day but chat. Just the fact that you call that normal. That's madness! But it was so normal. It was just, like, every day. That was just wow. the absolute normal Twitter, like... Well, posting pictures of black women's vagina and saying it looks like this and that. Wow. Like, right, roast beef or, like, a shaved... What is that weird animal? Some kind of shaved animal. Or, like... Like a frog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just saying dark-skinned women's vaginas are ugly and dirty wow. and this and that. Wow, wow, wow. And, like, <laughs> just, I think they'll do hierarchies of, like, races and they'll be, like, dogs and then dark-skinned women at the bottom. And then, and then one day, there's this mixed-race girl who was... She was always posting, like, she, was, she claimed to be 13. I don't know how she was, but she was always posting really provoking stuff. And she posted something. I don't remember what I said, to be honest. I wish I did, because... I can't remember what I said. But anyway, her response was, ugly black bitch. And this is... <laughs> and instead of a bunch of black guys cop, follow, like, replying as well, laughing, and saying, ha, 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 blah, 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 blah. Black girls always say jealous of mixed race, blah, 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 blah. Wow. And that was just, like, that was just one of many examples. Like, on Twitter, as a black woman, if you say anything slightly controversial... There's a good chance you're gonna have a black guy saying something about your appearance, like in some way. Wherever they DM you or say it on the timeline itself, it was just it was just the norm. Like you couldn't just speak and expect to not get clowned in some way. That is so. And disgusting. it was just absolutely. It was just the norm. Like, it was other like black women do it as well. So other black women. Yeah. It was just it was sad. Because I've heard people like, especially dark skinned women, being like, I used to kind of get involved in this berating of women and I've always like obviously I think when you're young you don't understand the significance of your behaviour but even now when I see women jump into men saying quite derogatory stuff about women I think they're talking about you and if you're so stupid and you're so you want to be such a pick me and do you know what I've said that I'm going to be nice to pick me's but I don't care you guys are getting the same smoke as misogynistic idiots the same smoke I don't care Mm -mm. I thought no but it's true I feel women that seek um, validation in men are just as equally as dangerous as of men of course they are and I hate how people try and victimise them say oh it's because they're victims of the patriarchy I'm like sorry you're a great woman you have a brain exactly like, I'm not going to say I'm you I hate I hate that's one thing I hate about 
maybe I don't know if it's feminism or just in general like mm-hmm. we do tend to like we want to women as like yeah. helpers victims that everything they do is just they're just a victim of the patriarchy and like, no if other people can get out of that then why should I have to sit and coddle you because you yeah. choose not to exactly. at the expense of other people as well exactly because no. even like statistically like black women specifically receive a lot more like online harassment in comparison to white women and then like and it's as if the harassment is literally targeted to you because you are black yeah. and I think it's I for me personally I don't know how I would feel if I had a friend or a boyfriend mm-hmm. or a brother who I found out that they were involved in this wild west because for me oh I God. don't if I found out a guy I was dating had said that about black women in the past I don't Cancel. care cancelled listen I do not care if you were young for me personally I always really especially like you know when you hear these celebrities and you find out they had all these really horrible colorist um, tweets in the past and people are like oh they were young it's like didn't your teacher or didn't your school teach you about the same if you haven't got anything nice to say then shut your fucking mouth and I'm so sick of people relying on that I just feel like there are so many kind lovely people like Mm -hmm. you and I and people that we're surrounded with who wouldn't say stuff online about people because they just have common decency and for me that's more of a reflection of how you are if you don't even have common decency Mm -hmm. because if you can say such horrible stuff online what are you saying behind closed doors what do you really believe like are you like I'm sorry like if a white person's old tweets were racist we would cancel them so why is it when someone says colorist tweets we're like oh they didn't understand they were 21 everyone was doing it everyone was doing it so if everybody like your mom said if everyone was jumping off a cliff would you join them well of course because you're an idiot you'd join them and it's just like and, and I think as well like when you and for me just like what type of effect all I think is it's like I feel so sorry for these black women that were going through that mm-hmm. and it's like how do you even explain that to your parents because your parents say oh they're just online but it's like yeah but you get called you're, you have a hierarchy and people are saying that a black woman is beneath a dog <laughs> have you lost your fucking mind and not just so any black woman a dark skinned woman especially and a dark skin what pisses me off is that the biggest ones that will use to inflate their chest would be the darkest of darkest men, it's yeah? Who their mum is black, their cousin is black, they have, a, they have a black niece, they have their friends that they surround themselves with black women, and you have the audacity right. to tell me that I am beneath a dog. If I'm beneath a dog, what the fuck are you then? And your mum. <laughs> and your mum, your mum that gave birth to you, this is how you're treating women that look like your mum. It's so pathetic. It's so disgusting. All of it is a mess. And I have no forgiveness. Like, for me, I've got, I've got to a stage in my life here, and I know it's problematic. A lot mm-hmm. of people told me where I just feel like we have to only, like, for me personally at this yeah. point in my life, I'm only for black women. Yeah. And I, I get it, because it's like, if you've had to endure all of this abuse for mm-hmm. so long, there's so much you can take where it's just kind of like, all like all like everything is on on site like mm. if you say one negative thing about me i'm coming for your mom i'm coming for your sister i'm coming for everyone and i'm going to use that same mob culture to flood you just yeah. as you've done to me and if you can't understand it that's your business go look at your old tweets <laughs> and the funny thing that's come out of it is there is a whole movement that is based on this mm-hmm. the whole hashtag divest yes explain it because um, i never quite- knew this was i never knew this was a movement and i was following these people they're following me back i never knew that this was a movement I just saw them as like really this is my type of black woman like I was like this is me like this is me <laughs> and I never knew it was a movement so please explain what the movement so is so I feel like I mean I'm, I'm, I'm not I, the gaps I wasn't on this Twitter for a while so I don't know what how this came about 
But I do remember there's someone who was, she's quite popular on Twitter. She's been, I think she's in her 40s. Yeah. She's quite successful. And she's always tweeting about things like, she's quite big on like just talking about socioeconomic status and how, mm. how women, black women need to like move up the yes. ladder. And she talks about it a lot. And she often talks a lot about interracial dating and how most black men are of certain tax brackets, so you should that black women need to date out. Mm-hmm. This is why I also, I, I mean, for me, I, this is where I saw it, saw it all start. And then I saw, and then I, uh, I saw a lot of people who retweeted her, had these like kind of troll accounts, yeah. where they would agree with all that, but then it also re- say a lot of really horrible stuff about black men. And, mm-hmm. and also, there's a, also a big focus as well on kind of focusing on black women and not mixed race women, and not yeah. kind of getting too complacent with each other. Yeah. That's why I last saw it and I went off Twitter. Came back and it's like a whole movement and it's like all these different accounts like kind of really going in for it now and like just like bashing like not bashing like the women but just kind of there there's obviously some kind of resentment there to way mm. the way that black beauty or just black women womanhood has kind of been taken always been taken over by light skinned and mixed race women and I get it. I, I, I agree with it to be honest. Yeah, they like, change characters. They always change a dark yeah, skin character. But you have like two black parents and then they have a daughter and she's mixed race. Yeah. <laughs> How does that work? And it's like and I think it's a whole one drop rule has just been taken to a point where I don't know, like black women's identity has just become muddled with mixed race women's mm-hmm. and they're they are two like you said, they are different groups with yeah. different experiences and and it kind of erases our own when you put them at the forefront. And you think of like black, beautiful women, usually it's always a mixed race woman. And, mm-hmm. and I think all these things do play into the way society sees us. Exactly. So I get why they're creating this movement where it's about black women and dark skinned women. And then I think that kind of all plays into the way black women and black men are obsessed with mixed race women. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they attack black men for doing that. And yeah. also the way black women were on social media in the past as well. Um, <laughs> what do you think of it? All in all, I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I do get it. I think some of them are a bit extreme, <laughs> but at the same time, I, in comparison to the way black women are speaking about black women not too long ago and now, it's not really that extreme. Yeah, I'm not saying it's right, but I don't think they're saying anything that is completely like, oh my god, I can't believe they said that. Yeah, I think like I found it quite interesting that I didn't realize that. Um, I was following a lot of people from Divested and they were following me back. I never realised that until you mentioned it. I was like, oh shit, that's what that hashtag means. And I think I wasn't a part of Twitter <clears throat> in the dark times in the Wild West, but <laughs> now you've told me what they were saying. And I think as well, like at that age, okay, how old were we in, t- in 2009? Like eight, we're just going to see uni, so yeah, like 18, yeah, 19. Yeah quite like impressionable and I think as well like the idea of colorism has always been a very present thing in most especially dark-skinned women like we get we feel I feel like we feel it more because we get the negative side mm-hmm. whereas like if you're light-skinned if you're mixed face you still feel it but it works to your advantage so it's, it's not as bad so I feel like I think at that age to have that experience whereas like racism is fucked but then I think colorism is the worst because it's from your own people mm-hmm. who look like you. It's like, if it was light-skinned guys doing it, you can be like, okay, they're close to white. It's still yeah. as bad, but when it's people that look like you, I'm just, I just don't, when I've experienced colorist situation, I'm like, I just, I don't really understand mm-hmm. why you're being like this because I look like you, I look like your and mom. And I think it's so normalized as well. It's mm-hmm. just, it's not even something that you, for me, I don't really deny that at all. It's just something I come to expect, which is bad. Yeah. And it's all, again, generalizing. And I do think a lot of these things are based on generalization. Like, yeah. Well, not all black men are like that. That we, I'm sure you all know that, but no, it's, it's, just so <laughs> it's just so five percent. Like the rest of them are absolute idiots. <laughs> I don't want to believe that. Oh, this is going to sound really problematic, I guess. I don't even know many black men in real life. Yeah, like 
Most of the- they've all come round now. They've come. I don't want to say come round to their senses, but I think that they've just come round to what society is accepted as being attractive. Mm. I I'm not sure how much I believe that they would have come round by themselves, or if it wasn't that things have just changed so they've just decided to be part of that change yeah because i just feel like how could you come from someone calls someone a black bitch and all of you find it funny yeah. that's wild to becoming oh my god let's defend dark-skinned women when they're on reality yeah, tv shows and no one likes them i feel like for me it's very it's a performance i find it very disingenuous because now i feel like even though i'm not part of what happened in the past i can see stuff especially on twitter especially online where they'll be generalizing stuff about all women mm. acting a certain way or looking a certain way but in my mind it looks like they're only talking about black women yeah and i think they're only talking about dark-skinned women so it's like i don't for me personally and anybody can say with their chest oh my god i've changed I there's something about when you say things in quite a quite um like a not a provocative way but you're targeting a specific group of women and you're saying things in a certain way I don't know how much of that I think you can change yeah like I just don't I I genuinely don't feel like they changed I feel that society changed them Mm -hmm. and now because being black especially being dark-skinned that whole Mm -hmm. like black black girl magic a lot of that black girl magic came from black women Mm -hmm. so you kind of had to just go with the times how many like most of this type of like like saying black is beautiful black is this it came from women didn't come from men exactly exactly it did not come from men so a lot of it i think is very disingenuous if you were never doing it in the beginning that's fine but if you were doing it and all of a sudden you're for black women you're chatting shit you're not that's interesting don't you think they should be able to forgive these men and uh, what would they? What could they do that would make you think? Okay, yeah, this guy has changed. I think they would have to start defending more. I feel mm. like I don't know. That I remember there was this um, this woman. So she must have said something like, "Oh, like black guys need to stop going with mixed race girls just because of how they look because they have dead personalities." Mm. And then like one artist from like NSG <laughs> came out was like, "Why is it that black girls hate?" Uh-huh. Them? And everyone was like, "Okay." And that's the thing, like, <laughs> stuff like that, I'm like, mm. <laughs> I, And the thing is, I love, I love that, I love NSG, I love them, I think they're a great brand. However, you quickly went to say, why do black girls, so that, that's the thing, like, for me, so I think, yeah, and I think as well, like, you can, it's easy to kind of have belief systems and they not come to the forefront, however, they, they come to the forefront in certain situations, mm-hmm. and I think for me personally, and maybe I'm just different to most people, if I don't believe in something or I think something is bad, I would never talk about it, I would yeah. never ever say something about that group of people, so it's, it, it, unless it's that, Black men, and I don't want to be mean here, but you're so susceptible to what your friends think that you're just going to say something for the sake of saying it without just, believing yeah. it. I would hope, I think like that's even worse than saying that from that. your chest. That's the thing that I, I don't I, even think I believe that. Like, why would you? Exactly. That's the thing. I don't believe that. I, like, don't I don't think, think you just you do it just because. Yeah, it, there has to be a yeah. deep-rooted thing. And we know how Even if deep-rooted... it is small, like, something, there's yeah, something there. exactly. And, and we know how deep-rooted colorism is mm-hmm. and about whiteness is basically 
off of racism and that the kind of controlling images of black women, specifically how black women are depicted in the media, depicted in news, depicted in like any social settings. Uh-huh. And then you take, you internalize that and you identify all black women as that. For me personally, when celebrities or social influencers come out and apologize, I'm like, I don't know how genuine your apology yeah. is because no offense, all this black girl magic was not by black men. All this black girl magic was by black women. True. Specifically dark skinned women. It's like women like the flag. Really empowering themselves for Exactly. 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 Society changed and you changed with it. You didn't change. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I know for fact for me, if I found out that my brother, my boyfriend, my friend was part of this Wild West, bruv, like, okay, I can't cancel my brother, because he's my brother. Yeah. But anybody else cancel done listen it's not you that changed society changed you mm-hmm. and it's not society it's black women that change you so for me for that reason black women have to be protected at all costs so i completely understand divested yeah i'm not sure about their tactics because sometimes they come for people and i'm like i get but that's coming- it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that chick just went have for no reason i was like oh my god this poor black guy just showed up a little face mask i know i'm too and she's like young niggas Ugly. I know, and, and the thing is, I think he might have been gay. And they just That's coming into it. Yeah. Exactly. You're the wrong target. Exactly. He's like, don't target gay black men. Like, don't do it. Like, so for, so basically, what happened, there was a skincare thread on Twitter, and they were talking about some guys like, yeah, guys, drop your skincare, whatever. So he had like a face mask, and this um, Twitter account, we won't say because, like, I think we both followed. I don't want to, like, I like them. I don't want them to block me. I like so, yeah, yeah. I don't agree with everything. They do. Yeah. I don't agree with anything anyone does, but yeah, I mean, I, I get what they're doing. Yeah, so then, like, one of them commented and basically said that he's ugly, he looks unemployed, he probably hasn't got a job, that was going in on him. And then the rest, like, just came like a beehive and just came and just swarmed. I and love it. Saying all this stuff. No, I didn't love that. Yeah. But I did love that anytime someone clowns a black woman, they are there. Like, if you try and come for a black woman, exactly. like Jose Mourinho the manager and he like jumps up quickly to do something someone's just like when the Powerpuff girls realise they haven't been up Mojo Jojo for 10 minutes and they like, <laughs> go literally like these women on divested if you as a black man come for black woman if you as a black woman defend a black man they it's like it's like they it's like they type keywords literally they just come like a swarm of bees and it's like they'll destroy everything they'll be like they'll create this narrative about you I'm like, yeah, this is why black men are like that. I was like, whoa. However, for me personally, I thought if this is a backlash to what black women were facing, like, do you know what? then do you know what? Somebody needs to protect exactly, us. Exactly, exactly. We we we've been protecting ourselves, yeah. And if we talk about how like disgusting online abuse is towards black women anyway, and then we put in the silly black men that want to join in in their crap, like. I get it. Like it's okay. like I, I absolutely get it. If you want to destroy their whole, f- listen, go go ahead. It. Like I completely get it. Would I be part of that? No, because I have a profession. However, <laughs> I'm not gonna report you guys. <laughs> You're so free, Exactly. Know. I feel like when you guys 
own up to your bullshit about what you were doing, what you do do. Because some of the stuff I see, I'm like, you guys are really like, no. you guys really look like us black women. And you're honestly like, we need to start talking about the way that black women, black, no, not even black women, lot black men, like all of you guys, I don't care what race you are. Like, I know sometimes when people start talking about black women, I'm like, babes, it's all of them. Let's True. not, let's not put other men on a pedestal. And that's They're another just thing, that's another thing about the diversity that I think is, I do think they sometimes say like, oh, when you have a white man, not that, they don't, they never say that these problems go away, but they say, oh, at least they'll have money. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I'm, I'm so dumb. <laughs> They are so, honestly, they are something else. Like, it's like, sis, like, they really... And do you know what? And to be fair, when I hear what they say, and I think there's something quite beautiful about protecting ourselves. Like, I've always gone on about, like, I know feminism isn't about agreeing with what women say, but I think outside of feminism, I think there's something really powerful about women's solidarity. Mm -hmm. And one thing I like about them is that there's women's solidarity there specifically for black women, for yeah. dark-skinned women, that they see that they're not looked after, nobody cares about them. When you look at it statistically, you can see, like, it might be, it's probably different in America, like, nobody does care about them. When things happen to them, like sexual violence, violence in general, yeah. people want to say, but why don't you complain about the white man? But we want to focus on this dark guy, like, is it our community? Do you know what I mean? Always deflect, and it's always black men that want to deflect, and actually... Like, I'm not saying black men in the UK. I'm talking about black men in the US before you guys start getting excited. But, like, when you see it, it'll be, like, black men in the US. And actually, if it's got to... I feel like if something gets to a stage where people start having to use, like, fighting fire with fire, clearly there's a problem. Because if if women weren't being treated a certain way, Mm -hmm. then they wouldn't have to fight back like this. And it's like sometimes people can't they don't like a taste of their own medicine like, yeah. and sometimes like shots get fired and you just get hit Not even if you weren't man. part of it bruv like you fit the demographic you're part of it <laughs> same way as like there's no reason for people to attack you and call you a black bitch but yet they did mm-hmm. and did anyone come to your defense no you had to actually a couple of black women did oh what, what was that what were they black women exactly <laughs> exactly you <laughs> see the only ones do you know and, and for me like for me personally like it's so funny like, the first time we created this pod I was talking about I want to get more into black feminism and the more I read the more I'm like <laughs> I'm just here for black women like literally the more I read I'm like I just I just can't I can't do this all let's defend it no 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 like right now my my focus right. is on black women and I get it like when I see people doing it it's like well there clearly is a need for it the tactics are probably very volatile there's shots everyone's getting shots fired like if you it's if you mess. cough the wrong way they're coming for it's you it's going <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah so if they come for you it's like it doesn't matter it's war it's, it's warfare and yeah <laughs> it's like maybe you shouldn't have said those things in the past yeah maybe you shouldn't have been that way maybe you should have but been what is the end? what is the end game of all this where how is this all going to end because i feel like the diverse movement is about they they want women to no longer be loyal to black men mm-hmm. that's the whole dating out thing i think it's more about because black men are we already know black men are not loyal to any black women they're nah. just not so they, they don't want, feel like they need to they want black women to do the same mm-hmm. and that's whatever but what is the real what is the real end result of all this fighting like what how when is that settles like what are we going to be left with I don't know are Everyone we just, dating other people <laughs> <laughs> I guess if that's what if that's what it is like not having blind maybe not having blind loyalty blind loyalty yeah maybe not having loyalty just because the person's black but having loyalty because in what you, they believe in actually, yeah, yeah maybe that's what it is because there is a lot of like 
when you look at like movements in terms of like police brutality or mm-hmm. stuff to do with racism, black women are always the first to do anything. Yeah. And maybe the idea of like not feeling the need to always, to, defend. Yeah, to always yeah. defend and actually being able to say, do you know what? Maybe this isn't my battle. Yeah. I don't want to be involved in this and step back. That and might so, be what their goal is. And also I feel like sometimes you are shamed for not, for being like that. Yeah. And I think maybe they're trying to remove that shame of wanting to just not, yeah. to just live your life and not be living as an activist we don't all have to be activists exactly we don't and that might be what it is maybe the end goal would be you don't have to have blind loyalty and actually scaring black men into shutting their mouths like literally it's just like listen we're not going to like log off of Twitter no we're going to come like a storm and cuss your whole family so because funny. you deserve and that and sometimes you can tell the men are hurt like, literally <laughs> they're just like why are you guys honestly sometimes I'm, I'm like oh my god <laughs> I'm just not going to like this it doesn't come up on my time. <laughs> that's what I do I read it I'll read it but I'm like, I'm, I'm going to pretend like I haven't seen this oh I just won't report this one <laughs> it's so bad we talk about to be fair I wonder how much online harassment that men report I don't know. I don't they know. Like, yeah, good point. Or whether they see it as harassment. Because with guys, whenever you talk about this stuff, like, oh, but we always, like, we always cuss each other. Like, come on. Like, the thing I struggle with guys, they'll say this, but when you're their partner, they'll know how to come to you to be like, oh, I didn't like it when that person did oh. that. And it's just like, stop pretending, like, yeah. you, you're just like this big botcher guy and things they that affect you. It's pretend. okay. Like, if your friends are cussing you, it's okay to be upset about it. It's not nice. Do you know what I mean? They do really try too hard to be macho. I know. But I, I can see them right through it. Like, exactly and obviously it's not something we should laugh at but I think considering what you said about what was happening in the wild west now for me I'm just like I'm like I wish my account wasn't so professional because it would be all it would be like on site now I'm like if this is what you guys are doing before okay cool I don't have any sympathy it was bad yeah whoo it was really bad. Anyway, so, like, we're coming up to the end. We've spoken a lot. So, would you join the Divest Would I join? Movement? Would you be part of it? Would you have hashtag Maybe Divest the in lines, Kind of during the sidelines, <laughs> some of them. But, like, I don't think I... I don't want... I don't really feel like I'm... I don't have enough to say. To, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know where... I, no, I don't know. I don't, I don't a lot of these women I feel maybe I'm wrong I feel like they have been scorned by black men in the past yeah. like in very personal ways yeah I don't really have that so yeah. I don't really have that personal like real resentment apart from the fact that they made jokes about black women but like I'm kind of over it mm. and I just kind of distance myself from all of that anyway yeah so I don't really have that same fire that they have I guess mm. so no I don't really think it's for me and I, I, a lot of things I try to fight for I don't really feel like are an issue that I have yeah Pretty not. Yeah. I think for me, would I join? Probably not. I'm not really about that. I think like, I don't know. I always feel that if you're fighting against something, I don't think you should use the same tactics because it just makes you just as bad as as them. And then what value are you gaining? I completely understand where they're coming from and why they use the techniques that they use. Per se, for me, I would hate it if somebody could bring up old tweets of me calling black men ugly, <laughs> saying they're not worth anything, yeah. and saying, like... Because I think, how would I feel if um, some one of my friends who's a black man, I found out... Like, I'm so strong against, oh, if I found out someone that I was dating or my friend said about black women, I wouldn't like them. Yeah. So I can't use those tactics. So I think if they use nicer tactics, like, if it was more of, like if a black woman's attacked and they defend them yeah. and fight fire with fire, that's different. But if you're going straight off the bat to attack 
black men over anything I don't I don't know I, I couldn't yeah. align myself with that type of movement yeah. but let's say in, in those days when they were calling women black bitches talking about if how they were around look, then. yes if they were around then definitely I would have had hashtag divest all over my thing because at least I know if someone comes to me my yeah. sisters are going to be behind me I was in battlefield back then so I think it's all fair game then <laughs> exactly now it's not really that I don't know I don't know if it's well it's more about women yeah now it's like it feels that for me obviously I wasn't there back then but now it feels like it's more about women and that there are um, there are a subsection of online who all they do is berate women they talk about how we are what we do blah blah yeah. blah, 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 blah so you think it's less about black or dark women more just about women now I think it's more or about feminists. women oh, oh god feminists get honestly every Does I feel like every day feminism gets brought into stuff I'm like why can't you just leave feminists alone like we're just I'm just chilling right, there's like, so many pick me there that you could be <laughs> exactly enjoying your time with do you know what I mean like, I'm just like they want to fuck with feminists exactly that, that's the thing annoying because for me it's like I think I must have said that on Twitter I was just like listen there's bare pick me and patriarchal princesses all of you will find your husband but it's them. me the feminist that all of you are coming for my necks like leave me alone I don't like any of you and I'm not talking about in Twitter I mean in general like I feel like it's feminist that people want to change there's bear of the girl all of the pygmies and patriarchal princesses so take funny. your pick leave feminists every time it's you guys are going to have cats no one's going to have your baby leave us what's your problem like we're not asking for you <laughs> do you know what I mean like I don't want a misogynistic dickhead like right. leave me alone you're not a prize exactly you're not I don't want you your prize is not breaking me down and using your patriarchal oppression to destroy no go for them that really annoys me because I feel like they proper come like no one's going to want you but obviously they do want you because they wouldn't leave you alone exactly it's like do you do I care whether you want me no like we, we don't want you exactly like did I have I expressed any interest in you would you and I even be in the same space if you weren't on Twitter probably not we're two different people do you know what I mean <laughs> you want to be patriarchal I don't so I'm not going to be in that space Sorry, not compatible move on I know that's a whole other episode to be fair talking about feminism because I could go on about how <laughs> that's Grace's like literally this has become my niche remember someone was just like no if you want to know about feminism talk to Grace because <laughs> I'm just like girls 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 <laughs> don't let this man control us get a circle now literally listen to Artie Grace I'm going to tell you something about these guys do not and I'm not just talking about black guys I'm talking about all of them okay oh my god <laughs> But, like, thank you for listening to another episode of Peas on the Pod. Like we said, follow the conversation, hashtag Peas on the Pod underscore. Obviously, you can follow both of us. You can follow me, Grace on Gracie, with two eyes underscore says. And And you can follow me, Lola Nuga. That's Lola underscore Nuga with three O's, not a U. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so we look forward to you joining us for another fun conversation. And... Bye. Bye.